Hey, I'm Brandon Marsh. And I'm Sam Voss. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed it. I mean, it's a work in progress. Come along for the ride. Price Drive Podcast. Uh, I'm Sam Voss. I am Brandon Marsh. And we are your hosts every week, all week, all year long. Once a week. Once a week, but 52 <laughs> weeks a year. So mm-hmm. we're going to do this 52 times. We. That's going to be our sample size. Sample size. <laughs> that's what we're going to collect data from. Um, but yeah, welcome back. If this is your first time listening with us, um, we work at a dealership service center Quick Lube Midwest Truck and Tire Body Shop. Body Shop here in Nunica and Marne, Michigan. Um, and we, yeah, we enjoy working here. We love working here, but we also get the opportunity to kind of jump on here, talk about small businesses, culture, price right. What else? Everything trade related. Trade related. Yeah, you got some stuff to add to that later on. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's dive into it today. Um, I think I wanted to start with a question for you and for myself. Is that cool? As long as it's not going to stump me. <laughs> that's just that's later <laughs> in the episode. Um, what is, I mean, obviously we've been doing this for a little bit now. This is our sixth episode that we've done already. I know. I know. We're, we're, uh, we're getting the hang of things. If you listen to the first one and then you listen to today, they're starting to sound better. They're starting to flow better. We're starting to jive better. A little bit. We're starting to love each other more. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And um, I'm hoping uh, that maybe we've learned something about ourselves while we've been doing this now. So maybe what is one thing that you've learned about yourself because of this little, this little time that we spend together? putting you on the spot not stumping brandon marsh learning from brandon marsh (laughs) yeah i mean honestly just taking your weaknesses and kind of talking about them yeah it definitely by no means makes it you know problem solved right but it kind of helps point you in a direction to kind of externally view the issues Mm -hmm. that you deal with mentally physically Mm. And then try to build off those, which I think is kind of why we started the podcast. Right. Ultimately. I mean, yeah. yeah, like obviously talking about cars and work and how work can be better is always a good thing. But we're really striving just to be better people mm-hmm. and enjoy our lives, you know, coming yeah. to a place that you're at more than you are at home. Right. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think... um I would be right there with you. I think one thing that I've learned about myself while doing this is patience is something I'm not great with. <laughs> and I know that might be a weird answer, but I mean, in terms of like how the podcast sounds, how the podcast flows, I want it to be perfect. And in really everything that we do here, like I want it to be perfect immediately. Yesterday. Yesterday. Right. Every day. And it's just like, it's just not realistic. It just takes time. Um, and so while I'm learning patience through this, I'm also learning that patience doesn't necessarily have to be something that you dread. You know, I think sometimes we look at patient, like being patient as, oh man, like it's going to be hard or it's not going to be fun. And the reality is that sometimes while we're patient, like we can still enjoy that season that we're in, you know, like yes. this where I don't know, just might be a weird answer, but yeah, I kind of get where you're coming from. You know, you got to sometimes take a step back and stop trying to rush the future. Right. And kind of just be in the moment. And, 100%. And that's the biggest thing I feel like, especially in kind of a higher pace career, like automotive, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, you've seen it. It goes from chaos to kind of mild. Right. But in that chaos, if you focus on, you know, how it's going to affect the future too much or you're just pushing to get everything done and you're thinking about every little thing, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's going to drive you insane. And sometimes you just got to take a step back and just look at what you have in front of you today 
and how can you complete that to the best of your ability and just i mean everyone always tries to tell you like have like a five-year plan or something that's great Mm -hmm. but sometimes you really gotta look at at it as a sprint instead of a marathon yeah. and just be like, you know what? I'm just going to push hard for today. Right. And then all of a sudden you're going to do it again tomorrow yep. and the next day. Yeah. And now you're running a marathon. Yeah. But you're at such a pace. Sprinting a marathon. Exactly. So yeah. sometimes it's good to take it day by day. I like that. I like what you're saying. You always, I mean, 645 in the morning and you already are dropping truth bombs. <laughs> bombs you're not a golfer are you no is that a golf term uh phil mickelson always goes i'm gonna hit bombs i'm gonna hit absolute bombs today but anyway if you're not a golfer you really don't care is he like a tiger woods uh he was like a rival of tiger woods and tiger woods like prime oh he still plays he's still decent but um he's no tiger woods no tiger um we wanted to invite you maybe to ask a question share a comment uh whatever it is we wanted to hear from you guys so whether it's you wanted to talk about a different topic on today's on a podcast or you want us to uh share something um we'd love to we'd love to do that so i have something right here oh i actually commented on a facebook post and this is what we really want from people. We want people to interact with us because mm-hmm. we're <laughs> we're just trying to figure it out. Thanks for taking over after my stutter. I appreciate that. No problem. I'm trying to help you out. Thank you. But obviously, Sam has done podcasts in the past. I mm-hmm. This is my first time ever being involved. So I am taking all the constructive criticism I, I possibly can. I love it. So we have someone uh, by the name of David Brady, uh, basically left us a Facebook message, uh, a couple feedback things, obviously like the sound production and stuff. We're working on it. Sam is, I mean, he's doing a lot that I don't understand. So it's impressive. Well, that's kind. Um, But basically he was kind of curious about maybe talking more on car truck, like specific models or experiences we've had. Yeah. Um, so maybe we can, uh, just real quick, I love it. Talk about a vehicle. I know you've had some experiences with vehicles. I mean, I've, I've been involved in the automotive industry for a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff, um, worked with a lot of different cars, <laughs> changed a lot of transmissions, done a lot of, yeah, worked work. on the insides, <laughs> work on the, done a lot of work on the insides. <laughs> Um, and one of the things I've learned is that you just, it, it is, it's going to happen to you too. That's, that's just vague <laughs> enough. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing that I've, I've only owned, well, I've owned different cars. Um, but the cars that I've most consistently owned were Subarus or are Subarus. And the thing that I've learned the most, which I think I've learned from you is the oil consumption stuff. So if you own a Subaru, I think they recommend that you get your oil changed like every five to 7,000 miles in normal vehicles. Is that accurate or not? Yeah, it varies. Okay. I mean, sometimes GM was getting wild for a second. They were like, oh, yeah, like 8,000-mile oil change oh, intervals. Really? Oh, something crazy. But then they started having a lot of oil consumption, yeah. timing chain issues. I so. try to – I mean, if you have a Subaru, I would recommend like trying to get your oil changed every like 3,000 miles. Probably. I mean, it's never a bad idea. You could honestly – if you have the time and everything, mm-hmm. if you could do every 3,000, just run cheaper oil. Yeah. You don't need to put full synthetic in and yeah. then run it for 7,000 miles. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really the only thing that I've learned about Subarus. Obviously, Subarus have CVT's engines. Is that what they're called? CVT transmissions. transmissions. See, I'm learning again today. Yeah. Um, but um besides that that's i mean i would say yeah if you want to share a couple with us that'd be great because i should not be talking about this topic (laughs) i mean i feel like a lot of vehicles nowadays transmissions are a pretty big concern Mm. um definitely a worry it's a yeah because they're very expensive right uh nowadays most of the time you can't even get parts i had a nissan titan had no reverse tore the transmission down found the reverse brake clutch was burnt uh from a bad piston seal 
So originally I took it apart and mm. the clutch, I just, you know, being dumb and in a hurry, I looked at the first like three clutch discs on the top of the pack and they looked fine. Oh, the seals ripped. No problem. Can't get anything else for those transmissions minus a seal kit. I'm like, perfect. Got a seal kit. Came in on Saturday, started putting it back together, started dropping my clutches in. Noticed like three or four out of the pack just smoked. Oh, really? And I think it's because that that seal ripped. Yeah. So the piston's not applying properly. Mm-hmm. And it's not giving consistent pressure and the clutch is slipping and someone's obviously trying to back their truck up mm-hmm. and just hitting the gas and it's just burning it up. Right. And couldn't find clutches for it. So we had to ended up putting the transmission together as a core and had to get a used unit because there was, I called Toyota. I mean, nationally, there was really? no parts available for this. And this is where, what everyone's going to, Yeah. you know? engines transmissions it's kind of like how back in the day older techs you know Mm. they rebuilt starters alternators that in my generation that's never been a thing right now we're starting to see it you know we would rebuild engines and transmissions now we're drifting away from that even which i understand on a production standpoint everything Mm -hmm. i mean time is money the faster you get a car in the faster it's out the more money you make, the faster the customer's happier. Because mm-hmm. if you have a tran, like I had that Titan tour part for over a week, waiting on parts. Whereas if we would have just got a trans, you know, boom, sure, the trans shows up in saying. a shows up in three days. Pull the truck in, swap it out in half a day. Yeah, pull the truck out, it's done. So it is faster to just R and R. Sure, but sometimes it's not the most cost effective. Which obviously, us trying to fix cars and mm-hmm. then sell them you right. want a cost effective fix right so it's uh so what would you say in terms of like because uh, you've been in the industry doing this for a little bit now obviously what would you say has been the most consistent in terms of uh a make that it, their transmissions are have been historically pretty solid like i don't toyota I don't, oh really yeah freaking toyotas yeah and to my knowledge, Toyota does not have a CVT trans, so that says a lot. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because Toyota, I mean, I can I can probably <laughs> tell the disadvantages of every make mm-hmm. and model out there. Well, I mean, I think as we continue to uh, maybe hit on different makes and models, maybe each week we, you know, hit kind on... Kind talk di- about... I mean, I definitely want to always throw a pro in there like toyota's yeah bomb proof drivetrains engines transmissions i mean they make yeah indestructible drivetrains other things i gripe about you know thin Mm. frames lots Mm. of rust um their interiors yeah need a lot um have a lot to be desired you know they're kind of hard plasticky kind of noisy so they definitely kind of skimp in some areas but if you bought a Toyota, it's going to run and drive. Yeah. And it's not going to stop. I mean, <clears throat> they say Toyotas will run forever, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you see all those people rolling around in their 04 Camrys with yeah, 300,000 miles <laughs> on them. And, yeah. But it's like anything. You know, there's always pros and cons to anything. Right. Well, that's your tip of the day. Buy a Toyota. yeah try to try to i guess if you can find one Um, yeah or if you're like hey you know what i really love this chevy silverado interior's awesome and stuff but transmission's junk in it well Mm -hmm. if you're willing to put a transmission in it down the road make sure you get an aftermarket warranty sure if you don't do repairs yourself yeah even Um, i would recommend any warranty for a subaru as well yes i mean i know on both of our vehicles I already got my money's worth on my on mine, and I'm sure on my wife someday I'll get it on hers <laughs> yeah, too. For sure. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, you ready to dive into today? Yeah. Here's what's happening around the dealership, presented to you by Price Right Auto. 
Okay, so, um, yeah, what's happening around the dealership? We wanted to do things a little bit differently for this segment today. Um, one of the things that, that we do at our business, and if you're listening and you're a business owner or you work at a, a different company, we would we would really recommend getting your team together. One thing that we do is either every three weeks or every other week, we grab our managers, we get them all in the same room together, and we just uh, have conversations about how can we become better leaders, better managers, better people, um, because the reality is, is people want to work for a good manager, somebody who cares for them, somebody who has their back, somebody who's going to help them grow in their trait, become better at what they do. And so one of the things that we touched on last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, last time we were together, <laughs> um, was Patrick Lincioni's five dysfunctions of a team. Um, and we'll go through those, but the first, the base of this, it's a triangle and it kind of starts at the base and it works its way to the top. The top is results. The bottom is trust. And what that means is that it's, it's about trust, right? The foundation of a good team, a team that is succeeding and winning and has each other's back is trusting one another. Um, so what that means is if you're working for a company and owners that you trust, then you need to remember that even in the unknown, the hard decisions, the tough days, that they still have your best interest at heart, which takes a lot of trust, right? But I think that's where like the track record of the people you work for, work with, that's where that kind of comes into play. Because I, I mean, I understand when people are like, man, it's just so hard to trust that they're going to take care of me. Whoever it yeah. is. And it's both both ends of that. Right. I mean, you see, you know, you look at management or your boss and they're like, you know, <clears throat> I always kind of struggled with the thought of giving your two weeks notice mm. because it's like, you know, if if an employer was going to let you go, yep. they're doing it as soon as possible. Right. Yeah. But, and then that's where it gets skewed because I'm like, well, why should an employee feel the need to give two weeks if mm-hmm. an employer can just drop you right without hesitation. 100%. And uh, I'm starting to realize, I mean, A, you know, it's a respect thing because mm-hmm. if it's if it was ever, you know, you did respect your boss, you really cared, but things in your life change, you're moving or anything, right. obviously you're going to give them as much time as they need mm-hmm. because you don't want to leave them high and dry. 100%. But if you don't have that personal connection with your employer or see what they do for you or understand what they do, it's going to be kind of difficult to view them like, you know, as soon as I find something else, I'm out of here. Right. Kind of a thing. Yeah. But on the other end of it, the employer has just as much risk because they can't... We none of us here can do this all on our own. Mm-hmm. We need to be a team and yep. we need to work together because one, I mean, if you just up and left, it'd be detrimental. If mm. one of the sales guys up and left, right. if even detail, yeah. you know, we've had detailers walk out yep. and it causes a chain reaction or problems. 100%. So we all need to work together and don't think the employer is not taking a risk on right. you you know, because they, right. they are right. They're, they have a lot of faith in you staying and showing up and doing yeah. the best that you can. So a team that has trust, they're asking for help. They're sharing their weaknesses and helping each other. They're uh, believing the best in everybody. And a team that lacks trust is obviously they're hiding their mistakes. They're making assumptions. They're holding grudges. Um, the more that we continue to talk about this, I'm just realizing how big of this, how big this first one is. Right, because in the automotive industry, and I talk about this all the time in our meetings, vulnerability and talking about your weaknesses, <laughs> not a thing. Not normally. Not normally. <laughs> but the reality is, is how are how are you going to get better if you don't at least acknowledge where you're not very like where you're lacking or where the areas of your life are that you need to grow in? Absolutely. Because um, when you're lacking, sometimes in an area, you may mask that with anger right um which typically has a negative effect on people around you so trying to like hey you know tell matt like sorry yesterday you know i was really struggling i Mm -hmm. couldn't figure out this wiring issue i know the car sold or whatever right didn't mean to take that out on you you basically expressed your weakness at Mm -hmm. that point and 
now you know there's no more animosity between two right. co-workers well and you which can is continue interesting because the on next that. one on this list is fear of conflict oh right so <laughs> it's like i heard this before it's like you've heard this before yeah it is <laughs> i mean the reality is is that none of us are perfect no right and so all of us have a weakness all of us have something that we can get better at and you just have to be able to step out and trust the people that you're going to share that with that they have your best interest at heart. And if they don't, I'd like to say something different, but screw them. Yeah. <laughs> because the reality is if they are not willing to help you grow, help you get better, um, if they're not able to, to hear your weakness and say, hey, it's okay, I'm going to help you with that. Unfortunately, I hate to be the one to break this to you, they don't have your best interest at heart. No. And they don't care about you like you think that they do. So I think next week we're going to kind of continue to dive into these. But, um, I mean, it's, it's easy to talk about that first one, trust, because it is the foundation. It's the foundation of work, of your relationship with friends, with a spouse. I mean, everything. So, yeah. um, I mean, don't be afraid to share your weakness. Um, but more importantly, when people share their weakness with you, be somebody that they can trust and be somebody that's going to help them uh, get better. But... Without further ado, we are going to dive in to our special guest. All right. We have Matt, as I call him, Tajapkis. So he is a salesman here, and he has been absolutely killing it. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to see you here. Oh, it's good to be seen. Um, one of the things that... <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's one of, the thing, one of the ways that Brandon and I like to get to know people, is we call it Get to know you, Brandon Marsh, the same boss style. Wow. Would you be interested in that? I would. Oh, great. Okay. I would. So, um, really quick, we'll just bounce back and forth on these. Um, but, Mr. Chapkiss, your favorite food? My favorite food is pizza. Oh. I really enjoy. Deep dish or thin? All of the above. Okay. Although, I worked for 11 years at a little place in Grand Haven called Fricano's. So oh, I'm a yeah. little, little, uh, I guess, biased towards them. Yeah. But, um, I mean, breakfast pizza is fantastic also. I've had taco pizza that's fantastic. Gas station pizza? In a pinch. In a, <laughs> in a, pinch, pinch. In a pinch. I just need yeah. some pizza. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, All right. pizza wins. I love that. All yes. right. What else you got for me, Mr. Marsh? What's your favorite hobby? Hobby? Probably just... Selling cars? Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just a hobby. For yeah. It's just what he does. No. Um... <laughs> So I don't know if it's necessarily a hobby, but I am an avid sports fan. Mm. And that we can dive in a little more into that as we go because yeah. that actually plays a lot into my history. But I enjoy watching a good game. I enjoy talking about a good game. I enjoy watching my kids now. Um, my daughter played JV softball last year. My son's a swimmer now. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I enjoy being a part of them, watching them enjoy athletics. Uh, and yeah, I just, uh, sports has kind of been a secondary theme in my life for a long time. I love that. And then finally, and maybe this is a, a sports answer for you, but best moment in history and why? Best moment in history. Well, and I, you can't say the birth of a child or your wedding day. Okay. I was going to say, cause I do have these three kids Yeah, and they yeah. are, we all know we love our kids yeah. or we try our best to. Right. So, I'm going to go off in a really, really different direction than if I can't go with my wife or kids. Um, and this has to do with a little bit of my work history as well. But on my birthday in 2004 culminated a 10-year mark of work for my dad in working to free a wrongfully convicted prisoner by the name mm. of Maurice Carter. And on July 24th of 2004, Maurice walked out of prison. Wow. And I got to be there for that. I actually got to write about that for the Grand Haven Tribune, who I was mm. working for at the time. And it started an organization that I ended up running for 11 years as well. So that was an uh, incredibly impactful moment in my life. Yeah, I love that. Man. Wow. So, I mean, you just kind of opened a lot. There's there's a dude. You opened a lot. So, I feel like we could talk to you for hours. Well, well you got to remember, I'm really old compared to most people around here. So, I just, <laughs> I've just been around a long time. I mean. So, I kind of wanted to touch I prefer on... to say more seasoned. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. I'll okay. take that. 
But I just wanted to touch on real quick because a big thing with us, and it's hard to communicate with people, it's not all about money. Oh. It's about, <laughs> you know, you can't think about money all the time because it's going to drive you insane. Mm-hmm. It seems like money kind of was the backseat of your uh, basically thought process and what you wanted to do in life. That's correct. Yes, when you work in newspaper, when you work in radio, <laughs> and when you work in nonprofit, uh, those are not profitable industries. Right. Yes. Yeah. So to hear you have so much passion when you just described what you were doing in the past and everything, that's really awesome. And I kind of hope we're on a trend here to kind of create that. Obviously, we all want to make money. Of I course. Mean, that's why you're here. Yes. You know, coming from a nonprofit to have a little more money in the savings account and everything. But, I mean, people Hold like on. you. What's a savings account? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. It's a new thing they came out with. Yeah. I'll have to try one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a millennial Neat. thing. Very cool. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome. And I, what made you, because obviously you have a family. Yeah. It's, like, how do you not think about, like, you know what? I'm just going to do the best that I can today. I'm not going to get stressed about the money. It mm. will come. So I don't know that you ever don't completely think about that. I would love to say, yeah, I'm sitting downstairs and April's a little slower than March was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and But everything's going to be okay. But, um, you know, one of the things that I learned, especially the last three, four years, is just the practice of mindfulness and being present in your moment, mm -hmm. whatever that moment is, being where your feet are. And I learned some of that from the sports world and I learned some of that from the nonprofit world. But just the importance of um, taking each moment, taking advantage of that time, not worrying about what's ahead or what's behind because you can't change really what happened and although you can set yourself on a trajectory for what's ahead, your moment that you're living in right now is the moment that you have. Mm. Dang. Yeah. Man. So, you don't know this, but this morning we talked about, it's, it's incredible how God works because we talked about this specific thing already. Okay. Earlier on in this podcast about how important it is to be, just to be present and enjoy the yeah. season that you're in. And mm -hmm. if you try to think too much about the past or the future, it will negatively impact you because you're going to, your stress level is going to go through the roof. Of course. Because right. if you're like, if I don't get this done tomorrow or the next day, it's just going to keep compiling and compiling and it's going to mentally mm -hmm. put you in a bad headspace and you're not going to be where your feet are at. Correct. And uh, it's. Man, that's just wild that you brought that up because we were literally <laughs> talking, we're talking about, about it this morning. Um, okay, so one of the things that I'm hoping you can do for us is just, well, we want to hear everything. Holy cow. In a, sh <laughs> in, in a short amount of time. Spark notes version. Um, no, I think, obviously we want to know like what made you apply to Price Right? How did you hear about us? But more importantly, what maybe... Talk to us a little bit about the nonprofit that you ran, or I know you're in radio and all that kind of stuff. Maybe tell us a little bit about you, your okay. background, kind of what what you started with, and then how you got to be here with us. Boys, sit back. Let's 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 have a little Matt story time. So uh, back in the summer of late summer of '77, my father got a little glimmer in his eye and saw my mom. In 1978, <laughs> Matt was born. We're going way back. Well, you <laughs> way back. <laughs> Um, and at that time, my dad owned WGHN, the radio station in Grand Haven. Mm. And he owned that until 1983 when I was five years old. So I actually made my debut somewhere in the early 80s in radio as a, I believe, two-year-old. Wow. Yes. Uh, I believe it was a mistletoe uh, little poem that I read on the radio. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Do you da still have it? No. <laughs> no. My dad does have some good old stuff. But... Um, so that kind of started my interest in radio. Um, my dad went on to church organ sales from there. My dad's name is Doug, by the way. Some people in West Michigan might know him. Um, I but, know him. Yeah, say, thank you. See? You're a great example. Um, 
One of the people that he started in radio ended up really high up in WGN, the Chicago TV mm. station and radio station. And so I started taking an interest in baseball in like when I was like seven, eight years old. And in 1986, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, he got us out to a Cubs game. Great seats, like fifth row. Can't be Wrigley. About sixth inning, he comes down, grabs me and my dad. He's like, come on, I got a surprise for you upstairs. I go upstairs with my dad into the press box and meet Harry Carey and Steve Stone. Wow. Get their autographs. And then they're like, okay, can you stand back a little bit? Harry's got to do the seventh inning stretch. And Harry Carey sings, take me out to the ball game with the whole crowd at Wrigley Field right in front of me. And I'm like, this is the coolest job ever. <laughs> this is, and so that kind of imprinted sports into my world. And I was like, man, I'm just, that's, that's it. I'm going to be a sports guy. And so that's the path that I went down. In high school, I tried playing sports. I'm kind of a big uncoordinated Dutchman. So that didn't work out <laughs> that well for me as much as, as great as I thought I was. Uh, so broadcasting was kind of the next route for me. And so I went into broadcasting in college and immediately got a job writing instead. Mm -hmm. Because why not? <laughs> um, so I ended up, um, well, brief, briefly doing some advertising, but writing at the Grand Haven Tribune. I started in 2002. I stayed there for about five years. I won five writing awards during that time uh, for different things I had done. Mm. And then in 2007, uh, God sent me a fax. I didn't know he used a fax machine, but <laughs> I was walking up to the fax machine one day and it was uh, Muskegon Fury, longtime broadcaster, leaving, looking for a new broadcaster. Mm. And I'm like, I really like that job. And so I called a friend of mine who was in radio who I'd been doing some uh, just a little bit of work with and he's like, we got to get you a demo. He's like, he got me the equipment, set one of these microphones just like this in front of me, told me to record a Red Wings game, take a couple rosters, and do the best I could. Yeah. I did. He cleaned it up a little, and sure enough, I got the job. Mm. And I was terrible. <laughs> Hockey is really fast. Yeah. In the first arena they put me in is the biggest arena that, this, that they played in, and I felt like I was a mile away from the action, like calling it from the roof of this arena down in Fort Wayne. Uh, but I got okay at it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, they had an ownership change next year. Matt's gone. Sure. And then I'm like, oh boy, what do I what do I do now? So I had a little bit of sales history. I sold gutters for a couple months. Mm. I went and managed a restaurant for a couple years, and then I got back into advertising sales. I worked first for the newspaper in Holland briefly, and then ended up at WGHN. And at WGHN, they started me off doing sales, but also broadcasting football, basketball, high school hockey. Um, my partner, Jeff Rose, and I won two broadcasting awards, mm. broadcasting hockey. And that was kind of a good spot for me, except for the advertising sales. I was, I was struggling a little bit at that point. And that was the point where my dad had started this organization based on that wrongful conviction. Mm -hmm. uh, he started an organization, was first called Innocent. He thought it was going to be an Innocence Project. Then he realized you really need to be an attorney, not a church organist, to have an innocence project. Uh, so they kind of switched the focus of the organization. It's called Humanity for Prisoners now. Yeah. And it's still around. It's still thriving. Uh, but at that point, back in 2013, it was getting like 120 requests for assistance every month. And they had a couple hundred clients. But it was more than my dad could keep up with. He was in his early, mid-70s at that point. And... Technology necessarily wasn't his friend. And so I did things like their website, newsletters, started interacting a little bit with the clients that he had and started doing things like Freedom of Information Act requests that mm -hmm. prisoners can't do on their own. And really tried to just dip my toe in it and say, I'm just gonna be here for a year or two while I find my next thing. And a year or two ended up being 11. Yeah, <laughs> I ended up being in charge of the whole thing yeah. Uh, we went from me being the only employee to me being in charge, having my dad and five other employees. Uh, we went from an office about the size of Sam's office here to buying our own office building and paying that off in three years. Wow. We went from those 130 requests for assistance every month to over 2,000 requests for assistance every month Holy by the time God. I left. We had over 7,000 clients by the time I left. 
Um, wow. Things things really grew, and I learned a lot about business, mm -hmm. about running an organization, about values. Um, I learned a lot about the nonprofit world. That's a little different than the for-profit world. Oh yeah. Um, but in the meantime, all while I'm doing this, I'm also keeping a sports broadcasting career alive. Mm. I moved. I stayed with WGHN for a long time. They had me do Muskegon Catholic football for six, five or six years, and then I did Grand Haven sports for a couple years. But in the middle of that. The owner of the network also owns Spartan Sports Network out in East Lansing. Mm -hmm. And spring of 2014, actually probably February of 2014, my phone rings and he's like, how'd you like to travel with the softball team? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would. I would love to do that. And so for six years, I was the play-by-play -play broadcast for Michigan State softball. Traveled to all their Big Ten games, go on the road with them wherever they went. Um, they, I wish I could be part of, they do what's called a, a early spring schedule where they go to all these tournaments down in Florida. Mm. I didn't get to do that part. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to do that part. But traveling to all the Big Ten towns, you know, going to Penn State, Rutgers, yeah. Indiana, Ohio State, all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you took the good with the bad. <laughs> right. You found the best in each town. Uh, but um, formed some great relationships, you know, with the coaching staff, obviously a little different being on that side and dealing with college age women. Uh, you end up being more friends with the staff and everything, although you yeah. get to know the players and get to know their stories a little bit. Uh, also got to fill in for a couple football games, doing pregame, postgame, oh, interviewing nice. Mark D'Antonio, you know, flying out to Penn State to uh, white out at Beaver Stadium. Wow! Um, so I got to do a couple couple things like that. Uh, filled in for a couple women's basketball games, postseason tournament games where their broadcaster had other commitments. Um, and all the meanwhile, stayed doing my stuff at WGHN as well. I did Grand Haven football and basketball for a couple years. Uh, in 2019, I finally decided Humanity for Prisoners was taking a lot of my time. Yeah. And that's that stretch when softball happens, I don't get a day off for about three months because the softball games are on the weekend. I'm sure. driving back and forth to East Lansing four or five times a week. Holy yeah. cow. And it was just like, okay, maybe time to reset this just a little. And so I went back to just doing high school sports. I did Muskegon Big Reds football and basketball for a year. And now I work for WLCS Radio up in Muskegon doing the high school football game of the week. Oh, nice. And so I still do high school football in the falls. Uh, I have not done basketball or hockey in a couple years, which is kind of sad for me because mm -hmm. those games, I really like the speed of those games, and I think that's where I do my best broadcasting work. Mm. But I had what was in front of me, yeah. and where, where I was at was running Humanity for Prisoners. And so I, I continued doing that. COVID kind of changed things over at Humanity for Prisoners where all of a sudden we were one of the few organizations that got busier Sure. When COVID hit, because all the prisoners were panicking because they couldn't control what was coming into the prisons. And yeah. sure enough, it came into the prisons. We lost about 25 clients. Um, you know, it really impacted that world for a while. And I just needed a change of scenery. Yeah. And so about this time last year, well, about this time last year, I lost my mom as well. Mm. And I was just like, you know, I kind of need to refresh myself a little bit here, refresh Matt a little bit. And so I let the board of directors know it was time for Matt to change scenery. And I wasn't gonna do it immediately, give them a little bit of time to get ready for that. Uh, but toward the end of last year, it was really time to ratchet up the search a little bit. I hadn't found, you know, the dream job hadn't just fallen in my lap anywhere, but I was looking every day and all of a sudden I saw sales professional. Priced right auto. I'm like, but you're open to pretty much. You weren't looking for like something specific. You're just kind of like, what I'd, speaks to you? I yeah. I just needed a change of scenery. I knew that, and I had been a customer at Priced Right Auto. My wife and I bought a car here about well January of last year. Yeah, mm -hmm. the A4, right? Yep. And I was like, this place is a little different. You know, I didn't feel sliminess from anybody. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel that pressure that, you know. This is your deal today. If you walk out of here, it's not going to be back here tomorrow. Nothing right. like that. And actually, Chris came down and did a little wheeling and dealing with us, too, because he really wanted our trade in. And so I got him to paint the rims on the car in exchange yeah. for it and everything. Uh, but I just liked the way that business was done here. And so I reached out. Chris called me the next day and was mm -hmm. like, hey, we're interested. And I came back, talked with Anthony. 
And I think the second time I came back to talk with Anthony, I just stayed. Yeah. It was December 1, and I'm like, well, it's the first of the month. I don't have anything to do right now. I, my time was done at Humanity for Prisoners. I'm like, let's go. And so you guys haven't told me to leave yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to. And no so, so uh, yeah, I told you to sit back and take the ride. There, there you go. Yeah. There's a little bit of the ride with Matt. Wow. I'm blown away. I'm blown away as well. <laughs> so, okay, my question, I, I, you said a lot. Yeah. Which is good. I hope so. One of the things that I'm curious about, Matt, is so you've had a lot of different careers already in your in your life. Correct. I wouldn't say you're that old. 44. Yeah. It's not young, but... Seasoned. Fair enough. Like a, like a nice... Mm. I want to say nice piece of meat. <laughs> a nice piece of meat. Whoa, wow. you're HR. You can't say that. <laughs> Mine out of the gutter. Okay, so... Um, one of the things is, so like the radio broadcasting, community for prisoners, um, obviously sales here now. My question for you is how have you been able to find a way to be successful in all of these roles? Cause they're all very different. Like, is there a characteristic that you try to follow? Is there a motto? Is there a, I guess how, yeah. What's, what is your driver and how are you continuing to find success in each, in each new avenue that you pursue? So, um, last year I got to be part of a leadership class in Grand Rapids through an organization called AG Collaborative. And I found out what some of my skills are as far as dealing with people and dealing with myself and understanding my own expectations. Mm. And I really try to find common ground with everybody that I encounter. Sure. And that came, that came, I was dealing that with prisoners. Right. I was dealing with that with my staff. And now dealing with my coworkers, my customers. Mm-hmm. And, and just find, trying to find that common ground and kind of break down barriers that way. And finding the strength of each person that I'm working with. Uh, find something that I can learn from each person that mm-hmm. I encounter. Um, you know, when you're dealing with prisoners, you're not always dealing with the friendliest people in the world. You're not always dealing with... Um, necessarily the healthiest people in the world. There's a lot of mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And um, trying to establish some good connections and kind of break down some preconceived barriers that other people may have. And I think that's a lot of what we do here at Priced Right is breaking down that used car salesman barrier mm. that a lot of people walk in with. When people walk in, they're like, man, this place is a little different. Yeah. That's a compliment. Right. That's a compliment to all of us, you know, to Brandon, to RJ, to Austin, yeah. Anthony before us. Um, you know, that that speaks to what we're doing here, and it speaks to Chris and the leadership here and how that trickles down to everybody mm-hmm. else. You know, we're not the normal place that's just going to try and shove you into any vehicle and brew me out the door, kick you out the door and wave on your way out. Thanks, right. thanks for your business. No, we're, we're going to be here for you. Uh, fortunately, we got guys like Brandon here that are going to take care of the vehicle. Uh, they can come back, mm-hmm. and that builds even more of a relationship with these customers. That you know, right. uh, when yeah, they're used cars. Something's going to go wrong eventually. That's what a car does. Uh, but we're going to take care of you in that point too. Yeah. And then they come back. Yeah. And so, just breaking down barriers with people every everywhere I am, and trying to find the their strengths and their positives. Um, you know, everybody's got the negatives too, but it's a lot about what you focus on in life. Yeah, I love that. Man. I love that. This guy's got some wisdom. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, you got any questions? Sorry, I'm, I was looking at my sheet. <laughs> I'm just honestly uh, just lost for words, Matt. This is crazy. So what would you say is the most enjoyable i guess why do you like is it do you love radio and broadcasting that much because you love sports or because of the it's constant it's there's not there i mean there's no downtime with broadcasting right there's always a play happening right filler time or whatever correct i guess is it both i mean just tell me it it's both but it's again it's appreciating a moment in time Mm. Um, one of the most fun games I ever called was in the little high school, Ray Kyle Gymnasium at Muskegon Catholic Central. 
and they had never in their school history won a boys basketball conference. Mm. And that school's been around for a long time. Right. Steen Catholic's been around. And they had one year where they had a great run in football, won a state championship, but they had a lot of good athletes, and they all decided to come out for basketball that year. And they fought tooth and nail. They had this thing called Crusader Chaos. They weren't necessarily the prettiest team in the world, but they played defense. They hustled. And I kind of grew to know their coach through his first four years of doing it. And they finally got on a good run where they started beating teams. And for anyone who's been around West Michigan, Spring Lake's always had a great program. Bill Kaur's an awesome coach. Yeah. He's done great things. And it came down to the last game of the regular season, Spring Lake going into Muskegon Catholic. And it was tight. The whole game was back and forth. And Muskegon Catholic was down three in the final seconds of that game. And one of their players got fouled shooting a three-pointer with like five seconds to go. He made the first two free throws, so it's a one-point game, and he missed the third one. And the ball's just kind of bouncing around, bouncing around, time's ticking off the clock. One kid grabs it out of the paint, quick throws it up, it goes in as time expires. Wow. Muskegon Catholic wins their first ever basketball conference championship, and I'm on the sideline just losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. On the I radio. I want to say right now I am not a sports fan by any means, but I'm sweating right now. <laughs> like, I was in it. Yeah. When you were explaining that, I'm like, there's, oh man, this is happening. Yeah. And it was just that kind of storyline yeah. and that, you know, just that moment. Now, for the millions, billions of people that weren't in that tiny gymnasium, I tried to give them a little glimpse of that through my work sure. as the broadcaster. You know, for everybody there, we all shared that moment together, but to be able to kind of take those moments and find a way to share them with other people, that's a lot of fun. Right. Now, there's a little ego involved. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. It, it's fun <laughs> to be the radio guy, too, you know? Yeah. I had a couple shirts, like the voice of the Crusaders and the voice of Grand Haven Athletics, and you know, I got, yeah. I, those are fun, too. I'm not gonna lie about that part. But being in those moments, just experiencing that, and really the high school and college, the purity of sports, mm -hmm. you know? Um, college is getting a little more money now, uh, but you know, pro sports are a totally different thing, and I enjoyed my time doing pro sports too. Um, but the, the purity of athletics, just playing the game to play the game, mm -hmm. and to really enjoy those moments, that's, that gets me going, for yeah. sure. And you kind of probably put that into working with others, you know, you kind of treat it like a team. Oh, absolutely, yeah. No, I've seen good teams and I've seen bad teams. And I, I yeah. see the characteristics and a lot of the, you know, you guys were talking about trust right before I came in. That's a big mm -hmm. piece of that puzzle right there, you know. Trusting that the person to your left and the person to your right is watching out for you as well. Right. And watching out for the person to your left and right. Mm -hmm. Being a part of that, being a, uh, mutual accountability mm. is is a big piece of that puzzle and so yeah wherever I go whatever I do I am trying to add not detract from whatever's going on I love that okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot pivot and I'm gonna say we try to keep our podcast under 45 minutes to 50 minutes sorry I'm killing that no so this <laughs> is actually gonna be this is actually gonna be Matt Chapkiss part one uh oh uh, but we would love to invite you back. I yeah. can come back. Um, because I do want to hear more about, obviously, the nonprofit world, the stress of handling that. How did you handle that? Stress. Your wisdom, how yeah. you can help us. Right. So let's put a pin in this one. We can do that. Because we need to get to our owner highlight of the week. Owner highlight of which the you were, week. Which you were last week. I was. That was awesome. <laughs> so, um, but thanks for being here, Matt. And let's plan on having you back ASAP. It's time for the Owner Highlight of the Week, where the owners choose one employee each week going above and beyond for the company. Enjoy. You deserve it. All right. So, before we dive into the Owner Highlight of the Week, Matt Chapkis. Incredible. And amazing. Aloof. There's so much there. Yeah. 
Um, we are going to be inviting Matt back. I know there were so many questions that we had, so many more things that we wanted to get to know, and it just turned out that that 25-minute time together wasn't enough. No. So <laughs> I was I was literally a loss for words. <laughs> you look at Brandon during it, his mouth is just wide open, like, oh my goodness. This yeah, like, where do we find this guy? <laughs> where did this guy come from? <laughs> um, but this week, uh, we do have another owner highlight of the week. Uh, it's somebody who I love working with. I know I, lo- I love everybody who we've highlighted I love working with, but this person I get to work uh, closer with than others um, just because of our jobs and, and the things that we work on. So this week we are hiding Miss Hiding? Highlighting. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Highlighting Miss Rebecca. Or as we know her. Becca. Becca. Capital B. Um this is written from Chris um about Becca. Becca has been an unbelievable asset and blessing to Price Right Auto. Becca's role is vital to our company and our success. We place an extreme amount of trust in her. Goodness gracious, the trust today. This is amazing. We place an extreme amount of trust in her every day, and she has never let us down. She loves to stay busy and does a great job of multitasking and is one of the most responsible and consistent young employees I have seen in my career. Her job consists of many tasks. She, she splits duties with our other superstar, Nicole, to handle all of the accounting, accounts payable, title input, reviewing all the accounts payable statements, retirement insurance, Floor plan, coordinates vehicle swaps, handles all posting mail titles, bills, etc. This may all sound simple, but until you have done it, or boring, (laughs) but until you have done it, you will never realize how important and difficult it can actually be. She does a phenomenal, phenomenal job, and I think everyone who works around her loves having her as part of our staff. You can tell that she loves, in all caps, when we challenge her, and we look forward to how her career will continue to grow. She's awesome, she and I've awesome. seen what she has to do on the day to day, and I've I've voiced it to her. The I'm amount, like, I could not yeah. do what you do. The amount of paperwork that is on her desk, day in and day out. Yeah, and I, then she always has a smile in a always. giant water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so Becca, if you're listening, uh, we love you, um, and we're just so grateful for what you bring to the company. Uh, so thank you for your hard work. Thank you, and keep that water cold. Keep that water cold. Hey, if you uh, have somebody that you would like to highlight, you can do that, uh, and you can jump into the fun with us by emailing us at hr at priceredauto.org. We would love to highlight. Um, we'd love to highlight somebody for you. <laughs> yeah, you <should. laughs> it's a rough day, apparently. Yeah, spacing out. Oh, it's because I'm thinking about our next segment. Oh, yeah. Doom, doom, doom. Stumping Brandon Marsh. Can they stump him with this week's riddle? And I have a riddle for you, of course. Can I answer it correctly? We'll find out. It belongs to you, but your friends use it more than you. What is it? Belongs to me. It belongs to you, but your friends use it more than you do. A few moments later... Uh, <laughs> Come on, Brandon. A few moments later. Me? My face? Keep going. Brandon. My appearance? Brandon. My name. Your oh. name! Third time's a charm. Shoot. Well, you know what? You really helped me out this time, and I think you're starting to help me more because you feel sorry for me. But we just loved uh, that time with Matt Chapkiss, and we didn't want to edit a lot of it out. So, um, yeah, a lot of good things there. A lot it's of good things, but mind blowing. Finally, <laughs> uh, let's continue to try to be the best versions of ourselves, and we can't wait to see you. See you next week on the podcast. See you yeah. next week. See you. See us. See, see you. Anyway, us. we'll see you guys real soon. Bye. Bye.